evening, ladies and gentlemen. It is what is that? Oh, that's I had a, a wild moment. I had YouTube in the background, it was playing the episode and it stole me off. Anyways, it is Thursday night. We're off to a great start. <laughs> this looks super organized. Um, I mean, I have a guests on tonight uh it's not just one it's two you get two for the price of one episode you're grateful heathens um but which we're free <laughs> which is also free um unless you're a sponsor uh so we're gonna do a debate tonight we're gonna talk about sex work um a lot of libertarians online talk about sex work very passionately because that's the only way they ever get to see a woman's city so uh, we're going to talk about that tonight, and uh, let's uh, let's get into the ad reads thing because nobody wants to hear me talk. They want to listen to uh, Miss Delta Hill and uh, Black Dumplings Fifty Seven. So you can find us on all of these platforms, these amazing platforms, the greatest even, uh, not really, uh, but Twitch, Facebook, YouTube, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Twitter, Anchor, and Spotify. A reminder. Um, by the end of the year, we will no longer be on Facebook. I'm done. I've given up. Um, Facebook is basically a dumpster fire rolling down a hill toward the nursery that's full of nuclear warheads. So I'm off that train. Um, but we'll, we'll still be on YouTube. Go check us out. Go subscribe, like, all that stuff. Hit the notification bell so they let you know when we're live. Libertarian Party Veterans Caucus, leading libertarians to veteran issues, leading veterans to libertarian solutions. Like, which crayon is the most tasty? Uh, the Marines are still out on that one. Uh, they're still fighting and debating over that. I think uh, <clears throat> the 0311s were still building mud huts. But, you know, hey, check out the merch, T-shirts, ban exorcism, life begins a possession, ban assault government, all these good ones. Uh right here at the website which is uh proudlibertarian.com that's where you catch all the merch you can also go to notarealpodcast.com website's been updated so you know you get to see more current stuff uh you can also get to the um merch that way so check it out there's also the lunatic libertarian uh he's a lunatic and Possibly libertarian, not certain on that, but I uh, go check him out. He's a lot of fun. He is a wild show to listen to. Um, so go check it out if you're into into uh, mid northerners who scream about politics. Mid-Northern. Yeah, that's like a, that's a new one. Central North. It's like a cardinal direction now. Central North. Okay. It's like a high school. Central North High School. All right. Yeah. There you go. So. On Not A Real Libertarian, we very much believe in safety first. Um, that's why we support safe sex. Um, and the only way to really be certain you're safe when having sex is to go to RedemptionTactical.com. Because without ballistic plates, you will never be safe enough in your own life. So uh, practice safe sex. Go buy you a plate carrier, some plates, and a ballistic face mask. Hell, even buy a riot shield. It's a family-owned business. They're based out of the U.S., so uh, you ain't got to worry about the Russians intercepting it on the way to Ukraine, I guess. I don't know. Whatever joke. Insert joke here. But anyways, we're going to get started on this one. Um, so tonight, like I said, we're going to do a debate. We're going to talk about the ethics and the legality of uh, sex work and sex workers in the United States. Um, 
and I'll let the audience be the judge on this one. You know, y'all are usually pretty crazy in the comments. So uh, without further much else to do, uh, I'm bring up my stars for the night, I guess. Uh, Miss Delta Hill and uh, Black Dumplings 57. Hello. Greetings. <laughs> so um, you both agreed to be here of your own free will. No one is holding a gun to your head at, at the moment, correct? That is correct. Okay. That was just some random in the comments section. They just drug me on. I'm good. Oh my god, you guys can see the comments section. I have, I, I I don't know if I should look or not. I'm afraid. <laughs> but all right, so we're gonna go ahead and uh, we're gonna get this rodeo started. Um, so we're gonna give each uh, person three minutes to give their brief synopsis on their viewpoints on sex work, the morality and the legality of it. Um, just so everyone kind of gets a feel on who's on what side. Um, and before the show, we were going to do a trivia question um, to determine it, but uh, Black Dumpling has graciously uh, deferred the kick to Delta Hill. So I will put the question now out to the public, and I want to see if you can answer it correctly. There's only one right answer, and it's not the one you think it is. How many U.S. presidents have been assassinated? Go ahead and put your answer in the comments. All right, Miss Delta Hill. Are you ready? Right. So, uh, yes, my name is Delta Asher Hill, also known as Molly Smash. So, uh, you know, smash that like button. Um, I am a sex worker's rights advocate. I am an author. My book is called Sexual Liberty, Memoirs of a Sex Worker's Fight for Freedom. I'm also coming out with a second book called No Horrors for Hire. Um, I'm an anthropologist and, uh, yeah, I'm a libertarian. So uh, basically my stances are that I want full decriminalization. I don't want the Nordic model. I don't want legalization. I don't want criminalization, which is currently what the U.S. has, except for Nevada. Um, well, we can talk about police brutality when it comes to sex workers. We can talk about Twitter being 13 plus and not 18 plus, which I think a lot of people misunderstand when, when they realize that there's porn on Twitter. And I really think that really needs to be addressed. Um, and uh, I guess New Zealand, their their practices, they currently have decriminalization, though it's not the gold standard. I would say it's the closest thing to the gold standard, but it's the closest thing that we have. So we can point to those statistics and many more. Um, I'm not sure if I really need three minutes on that, but if you would like to introduce Mr. Black Dumplings. <laughs> I don't think I've ever introduced him like that, but there's my statements. Well here is our uh not controlled opposition tonight mr black dumpling 57 uh mr bd 57 would you uh take the floor yeah absolutely so uh i got banned a lot on twitter so i ended up uh, i had a cyberpunk art account left is the only thing i had left when elon took over so this is what you get you got some dude with a chick's face uh i am in no way shape or form nearly as educated on the issue as our good friend delta hill but uh, I'm stepping into the ring tonight on the side of what the fuck. Oh, my God. This is a terrible idea about the whole. Uh, well, we'll get into it uh, either way. Yeah. So that's who I am. And I hope we have a good show tonight. Oh, that is already shaping up to be true. So uh, question number one, I guess, or number two, however you want to look at it. Um, so Delta kind of touched on it a little bit, but uh do you believe that uh, sex work in the United States, legal or illegal, has contributed to the explosiveness of pornography in the last 30 years, whether it be online or um, 
more funneled to the home or whatever you whatever example you want to give um, but do you think sex workers and the kind of industry around it has helped promote uh, hypersexualization in the United States or do you think it doesn't exist at all uh, we'll go back to black dumplings because I think Delta started the last one you got it. Yeah. So I, I think the situation is actually in reverse on that. It's not that sex workers, which is like chicks starting porn, chicks on street corners, chicks who are escorts. Yeah. The random guy who happens to have a big dick. Yeah. They're not the ones who instigated and uh, expanded the sexualization of the American populace. So when it became obvious just how much money could be made in the sex work industry, it exploded. So I think in that regard, we're looking at it the wrong way. Sex workers are more following on the coattails of sex workers. Sex workers have never, ever been that organized. In order to corporatize sexuality in America, like is what you're seeing, like OnlyFans. There, it's not some enterprising young woman who made an OnlyFans website. It's some member of corporate America who step in and say, there's money to be made here. And that's exactly what they did. It is the, it's a corporate pimp if we're being completely honest. And so that's really what we're looking at. Uh, I, I hate to revert back to that, but that's really what it is. Uh, to say it was sex workers uh, reverses the responsibility for the situation. Sex workers on the whole, you know, didn't do that. People who had a shit ton of money did. And that's good for them. More power to them on making money, exploiting the system, getting away with it. But I don't think it's fair in any way, shape, or form to say it's the sex workers who are responsible directly. Now, don't get me wrong. They fed off that system. They used that system. And they are exploiting the shit out of a ton of people. Like, there are so many lonely dudes who are just losing it because of sex workers. But if we're talking about the initial, the spark that set it on fire, it wasn't the sex workers. It was the guy who said I can monetize that shit like a motherfucker. And that's exactly what they did. I yield the rest of my time. All righty. Well, uh, Miss Hill, uh, you're up. Right. Like, actually, I, 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 there's some ways that I, I do agree with you. And you brought up an excellent, excellent point. Um, the reason behind the explosiveness of this was a lot of this had to do with the start of COVID. Obviously, we didn't see this explosiveness of or the, or the campaign against OnlyFans until COVID happened. Obviously, poverty is a big thing that fuels survival sex work versus regular sex work, of course. Um, the use of it being put into the comment section of Twitter, obviously, I am completely against that. I do not condone that. I, there are a ton of minors on Twitter and I... I I correct people every every chance that I get to stop that from happening. So the people that own these big businesses, these big porn businesses, um, I, I, that is something that I've actually brought up in my first book. So there's there's amateur porns that that um, you you live off of the royalties of, and then there's big business porn. So you get paid the first time you do it, and then you never get paid again. Which is you know you kind of get paid an exposure, but at the same time it's not as great. So the, the benefits of using this platform, you're, you're consistently getting paid off of it, which is great. You know, it, like the only way that you could possibly oppose this is on a moral standpoint, but the rest of it is just how much, you know, is this late stage capitalism or is this just, you know, authoritarianism that's masked in, in morals, so, or in moralist views. Um, 
but basically, I, I think that you brought up a lot of great points. So if, if a sex worker chooses to do this job out of desperation, I feel like they should have that choice. Absolutely. There's a lot of moral and societal consequences of this. We, we, we are definitely all aware of this, but the point is safety. So they're not out working on the street. They're not out standing by um, street corners near schools. You know, they're, they're in the comfort of their own home. So I think that's really important to point out. Thank you. Uh, I will add in for the audience because I forgot to mention it earlier. That sound, that little chime that you hear, uh, this one right here. Uh, well, you heard it. Anyways, it is um, the notification that basically time's up and it's time to move on to the next point. So with that, um, I guess one of the big questions is, is do you believe um, and this one will go to Delta. Um, do you believe that uh, the legal, well, this will go to Delta and then dumpling. I'm sorry, I had to clarify that. Do you believe that the legalization of uh, sex work in the United States uh, through many different avenues would make the industry safer for individuals? Or do you think it would cause detriment to them? Um, what do you, what do you, what's your aspect on the, the, the safety uh, well, yeah, what's your view on the safety aspect of legalizing it versus keeping it illegal? And we'll go to Delta first. Okay, so keeping in the time frame, I'm trying my best as possible. So there's a huge difference between legalization, the Nordic model, decriminalization, and, or and criminalization, which is exactly what we have now. Um, legalization is terrible. It's, it's way too much government over regulation, way too much policing. Um, we, we saw this exactly what happened with uh, marijuana legalization. There will always be black markets. So where, wherever there are black markets, there will always be trafficking. There will always be exploitation. There will always be coercion, force, fraud. So what we aim for, and it, for the most part, is full decriminalization, not just regular decriminalization. Um, the Nordic model is where they decriminalize it for the worker and not for the client which is basically criminalization just with extra steps. Um, there, there's a lot of issues with, with legalization that we can get into. I just don't feel like we have enough time, but yeah, I definitely favor decriminalization over legalization any day. All right, uh, thank you. Uh, what do you want me to call you? Uh, we'll, we'll go over that real quick. Dumpling, what's, what's dumpling is fine, I don't give a shit. Uh, yeah, dumpling, that works. Dumpling, that works. All right, Dumpling, you're up. All right, so uh, let, let's look at the alternative of that. First off, the fact that there is as much sex work as we've seen, and it has been so detrimental to society as is. Consider, for example, the unbelievable ramifications it's going to have just for the OnlyFans girls. Think about just the OnlyFans girls who will eventually not be able to be OnlyFans girls anymore. They're going to have to go out and get a career. They're going to have to go out and get a regular job. They're going to have to do all these things. And But this stigma, this socially, this culturally altering stigma, this culturally altering mindset has now been embedded in our society. No getting around it. Every single one of those girls will be like, well, I was an OnlyFans girl. I guess I better vote in favor of that. And you'll find that to be true. So if you decriminalized it, you don't take away the worst part of it. And I hate to say it, but the worst part of the sex trade isn't what happens to the girls who are victimized. It's terrible. It's a 
fucking nightmare. It is horrible. But when you compare the rather small number of women who endure those horrible, horrific circumstances to the cultural reshaping that we see going on right now and the unbelievable suffering that's going to come across in response to it, it's you. It's one of those things where it's like you got evil A and you got evil B. Which do you choose? And I am very much falling in the camp of, you know, choose the one that overwhelmingly reduces the amount of suffering. And the more you decriminalize and promote and encourage the sexualization of these women that will destabilize homes, create more single parent households, create more desperately unhappy women, and then create a, uh, a cycle that continues itself. That's, that's fucking horrific. That is a nightmare. And we're watching it happen right now. Uh, did you, do you mind if I respond to it? I was actually going to say, I'm going to give you two minutes to respond and then, yeah, and then uh, you okay. want to do open dialogue? They, they have to be able to converse openly. Well, I was going to give her two minutes to respond and then dumpling two minutes to respond if, if he chooses to, and then move on to the next one. Sure. So, um, yeah, I totally, I completely understand where you're coming from. And people bring up the fact that they would never want their daughters or their sons to partake in this. The fact is, is that sex work is going to happen no matter what. It is the oldest profession. Nothing in this world can stop it. It is because it is the literal purest form of free market capitalism. But here's the issue. With decriminalization in New Zealand, it actually decreased the amount of people working in the industry. So in the in the consensual industry, it decreased the amount of people working in the industry. Why? The taboo of it went down. So the less exciting that it is, the less people that are going to seek the the services of these sex workers. So like you like you spoke about the the stigmatization of it. So the stigma comes from obviously the taboo of this. So the the more the more taboo it is, the more secretive it's going to be, and the more people are going to go out and seek this. It's it's a lot like prohibition of drugs. So prohibition of drugs never worked. Obviously, it didn't bring down the amount of people that are using drugs. In fact, it made it worse. The in 2020, uh, the the number one killer of people ages 18 to 45 was fentanyl. So pro prohibition just never worked. It didn't work in the 1910s. It's not working in 2023. So um, there's just there's nothing that's going to stop it. All we can do is try to make the job safer for women that are that are partaking in that. And that is part part of that is decriminalization and destigmatization. Eh. I need I need to stop smoking and destigmatization. Thank you. Go ahead. But yes, it's not, it's not just it's not just survival sex work. Like I I am I'm a very wealthy person. I don't want to say how much money I make because you know the IRS is always listening. But I still partake in this, even though I am a wealthy person. In fact, I do it for fun. So the the the, the thought of just doing this as a survival job it, it's just not true. Many many people do this just for fun. But go ahead. We ready for me? Okay, so uh, let's examine first off your, your premise that uh, by destigmatizing and removing the taboo, that's what's happened with OnlyFans. And instead of there being fewer girls who are on OnlyFans, we now have what borders on a generation of girls who are on OnlyFans. Now think about all the careers those young women are not pursuing because they're pursuing OnlyFans. Eventually, the simp's money is going to run out. That will happen eventually. It's just, there's no getting around it. So uh, again, you are taking these, this generation of women who could be 
creative. They could be productive. They could be this. They could be that. Instead, they're getting fucked on camera, which although is uh, plenty of people like to see it, at the end of the day, it is not a very productive endeavor. It really isn't. Uh, we could uh, mince words about it, but it doesn't result in a better world. It just doesn't. It doesn't create anything new. It doesn't create anything precious. It doesn't make the world a better place. So like I was saying, it's, uh, we've done what you said. We made sex works inc incredibly safe. We largely destigmatized de it. That's what OnlyFans has done. Now, you turn around and you say, well, fentanyl is terrible, and it is. But what if fentanyl had a corporate back, uh, backing and could be just handed out to anyone over the age of 18? That would be, again, a fucking nightmare. It would be a horror show. Now, don't get me wrong. The guys making fentanyl would make a shit ton of money, just like the guys who are running OnlyFans make a shit ton of money. But the societal damage that it does is astronomical. If you corporified, corporatified, I guess, whatever the hell you want to call it, the distribution of fentanyl in the same manner that you do OnlyFans right now, which is what we have right now, people would be dropping dead left and right. Now, with sex work, it's not nearly as, uh, I guess, say, dramatic. It's slow and it's insidious, but it ruins people. It, it, it People, they're less likely to have sex with their partner. They're more likely to turn to sex work, especially in the, the name of porn, Rather than, say, pursue a woman, they'll sit there, put off into their hands and shoot off all over their chest rather than, you know, go find a girlfriend. It's easier that way. Why not? And so that's what I'm saying when I say that there are dramatic societal ills that are covered up in a lot of ways that we don't exactly examine. All right. So uh, next question is going to be um, fairly simple. Um with the explosion of the internet and porn following with it, which being a subsection of sex workers, um, do you feel that uh, more more porn being available on the internet has led to more people under the age of 18 um, being able to view such content? And do you think it has benefited them or do you think it has been a detriment to them, um, whether it be for their relationships or expectations uh, moving forward, I think Delta went first last, and I think so. We need to do Black yeah, Black, yeah, Black, yeah, yeah. Black finished up. Sorry, Dumpling finished up. So now it'll be uh, Dumpling, and then it'll be Delta, and then we'll do rebuttals. You got it. Yeah, uh, I think it's pretty obvious that the sexualization of children is just fucking everywhere. I mean, you can log into Instagram, which, if we're being completely honest, Instagram is an app fundamentally designed for children. And you can sure click the whole uh, NSFW, but you know for a fact it's some 16-year-old kid who's watching some chick hawking her Instagram and getting trying everything she can to get him to buy her OnlyFans. You fucking know it. Every time you see that shit happening, you know it. Whether she's doing it on purpose, it's happening. And it is happening to tens of thousands of children. You have these boys who are watching these enormous bouncing titties everywhere they go on Instagram or wherever. And you know it is warping their perception of young women. And then you have women, uh, young girls who are seeing the same thing. They're like, you know, the path to fortune is my titties. When the reality is, is no, you should be doing something, you know, great, wonderful. Delta Hill, wonderful. 
got rich, splendid, but there's a shit ton of women who haven't. That is the reality of the situation. They have tried and they have failed. And imagine what that fucking does to your self-esteem. You're like, yeah, I took dick from like a, a whole train of dudes. Didn't sell a nickel. I mean, oh my fucking God. When you find out even when your only plan was only fans and you fail, holy shit. So you have these children whose entire concept of what they should be becoming is warped by when they're at their, their basis. They're like oh, teenage boys, you know, they're jerking off just relentlessly. That's what teenage boys do. And so they find quick, easy porn. I can guarantee you there's uh, probably 10, 30, 40,000 16 year old boys who have jerked off to Delta Hill. And I want to make this clear. I don't think you do that on purpose. I'm saying that is the natural side effect of what you do. This is what I'm talking about with these fucked up side issue societal horrors that we're walking into. Uh, you know, I, I examined the porn issue and on one hand, it's like, you know, who gets to determine what people get to see? What kind of, who the fuck are you to tell me what I can look at? But on the other hand, I'm looking at these, these corporate situations and, and Delta here will be like, you know, the, the, the streetwise sex worker. But the reality is, is most of them are just women who are being utilized by corporate pressure to make rich guys richer. All right, Delta, it is your turn. Um, I definitely agree with like 90% of what you had to say at least. Um, here's the thing about porn is that I 100% agree that it should be way, way less accessible than it is now. I believe that these sites should be 21 and up. I believe that the people who partake in porn in any form of sex work should be at least 21 and up. All across the board, I feel like you should be considered an adult when you're 21 and up. So I believe that when it comes to these porn sites, you shouldn't be able to have access to anything uncensored until you upload your ID, prove that you're at least 21 and up, and then that, that way you can have access to them. So that that in regards to anything i had a i actually had an article an argument on twitter it was a small one but it was worth something that for this for this argument um he posted a picture and you know his ass was showing but of course his cock was showing at the same time and i made mention that there are minors on twitter you probably shouldn't be doing that and the comment section blew up calling me a karen calling me everything that this that and the other and i don't people i don't think people really understand what happens when minors have access to this because it does do something to their brain so we should make sure that the people that do have access to this and the people that are partaking in it are people who have fully formed brains so they they are able to make that decision for themselves so the greedy people that are that are working in the in the big porn industries which which really is real they shouldn't be taking advantage of somebody who just turned 18 because I made my first porn video when I was what, three days after my 18th birthday. So where do you think I was three days before my 18th birthday? Think about that for a minute. So yes, they are, they are absolutely taking advantage of people. So people need a, need availability to grow up, understand what it means to be an adult, understand what it means to be fiscally responsible. And when that time comes, the free market provides, you know, supply and demand. Like, I'm sorry, like, if, if, if you don't agree with people doing sex work or or buying sex work, you know, that, that comes to a moral standpoint with yourself, but you just can't stop it from happening. So let's just make sure the people that are partaking in it are safe. So we can, we can do our best to call out and 
and and make campa- campaigns against the, the the producers that are doing it unethically, and let's have sex worker owned uh, porn businesses so we can make sure that the women and men that are partaking in it are cons- are real consenting adults are not being coerced are not being talked into. It. Did you want to finish your your your, oh, no, your sentence ahead. there? Okay. Go ahead. Um, yeah, just to clarify that that chime doesn't mean that you have to stop talking that second. It's just a reminder, like, hey, that's time. So, all right, uh, Dumpling, did you want to uh, respond to that? Well, of course, I want to hear myself talk. Uh, Delta, uh, on one side of your mouth, you say prohibition doesn't work. Now, on the other side, you say we have to stop them doing this until they're twenty-one. If prohibition doesn't work. You're not going to stop until they're 21. It is a conf- the argument conflicts with itself. Now, in all seriousness, if, if you were to put a gun to my head and say, uh, yes, yeah, sex work will always happen no matter what you do. If you were to put a gun to my head, I would say I would prefer brothels to porn. If you had to say between the two of them, because that's the thing, the, the, the sex work, we really have to divide the two. Because when you can when you can commodify a human being into a two-dimensional fuck, then you are free to do just a lot of the most horrible things. But when you can create an industry, as it were, now mind you, I'm not a real big fan of brothels, but if let's say we compromised on this. Let's say we met in the middle like reasonable people do. And you're like, uh, well, you know, uh, sex work is always going to work, so we need to regulate it. Well, if we took out the massive means of making money, which is the porn, and instead said, well, let's take these uh, sex workers and we give them a regulated industry, just like, you know what, you're covered in tattoos. Your tattoo shop is fucking inspected. I can guarantee it. So if you had a circumstance like that, it would be wildly safer than what we're doing right now the societal damage would be significantly less. And that way, people who wanted to do sex work, they could do sex work without being the massive, unstable draw that it is right now. Like, you'll see some chick who jiggles her tits and makes $2 million, is fabulously wealthy. So you have all these other girls who are looking to do just that, and they fall into a terrible trap. But if you say, all right, work at a brothel, you really want to do sex work, what have you, you can do it. But by removing the pornographic commodification of the human being, making sure that every time you stuck a dick in them, you knew this was a real person that who could suffer, who could hurt, who could benefit, all these things, rather than just some object, some image that could be desecrated whenever you felt like it a hundred times today, show it off to all your friends, what have you. Like I was saying, if we had to choose between the porn industry and defaming that or brothels, I'm going with the brothels. Like I said, not a big fan of either. But if I had to choose, that's the direction I'd go. Am I allowed to make a Absolutely. You get the last word. It's your turn. Okay. So I definitely think there is a place for government and it's very minimal, but we can, if we can handle making sure that people that are voting are of age and people that are basically doing anything that are of age, we can at at the very least make sure that the people that are partaking in porn are are of age. So when it comes down to it, it's not exactly prohibition when you make sure when you, all you're doing is verifying IDs. 
Um, there was something else that you brought up, man, it, 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 it crossed my mind. Um, I wish that you could remind me of it because I literally had it all on. <laughs> um, like, you, you say girls, what you're really talking about is women. These are women. So women are adult female human beings. <laughs> and I hate to have to not define that here. Adult female human beings who are willingly partaking in this. So the goal is not to set the moral standard for this because we could talk about morality all day because we could. And government has a place. The government has a place to protect its citizens. And I think that's one place that it could be protected. So we are wasting $2,000 per arrest on prostitutes, $2,000 per arrest. That's $120 million a year, uh, basically, so on, on arresting prostitutes. So that money could be spent on rescuing actual victims of trafficking. And if we want to take down the, like, if, you know, if you were hypothetically trying to take down the unethical versions of the porn industry, like I said, make sure that it's sex worker owned or have somebody that is very well versed in the industry actually working for it, not some douchebag guy that's trying to exploit women in some way, shape or form. And right now we don't unfortunately have that, but the the market, you know, there's a demand for that in the market. So supply and demand, somebody, I hopefully, hopefully somebody does provide that. Um, but right now police are, are out there uh, raping victims of trafficking, raping victims, well, or not raping victims, raping victims of trafficking, raping sexual, uh, consensual sex workers and, and not, and getting away with it. Like these are, these are things that we need to address. So it's not just desperate people. It's, it, it, there, there's a lot of it that goes in, there's a lot of nuance in this that I feel like really needs to be addressed. So it's not just sex work and in, in general and who, you know, gets exploited. It's, everybody gets exploited in criminalization of course we need to address the the monetary problem the exploitation all of it all right thank you so uh i was gonna say this one for later but we'll, we'll touch on it a little bit since uh, delta did mention it um do you believe that the uh sex black market if you will um, provides an avenue for child trafficking in the United States, whether it be for sexual or non-sexual purposes. Uh, and we'll go back to Delta. Yes, 100%. And that, that's because of both legalization and criminalization. So without decriminalization, there will absolutely be a black market. With too much government, there will be a black market. With, again, too much government criminalization, there will be a black market either way. I mean, that's that's really what it comes down to. Um, Harvard had a study that said that legalization leads to more human trafficking. Um, when when New Zealand decriminalized sex work, that lowered trafficking and it lowered the amount of people partaking in consensual sex work. And criminalization, we already see how that is. So, I mean, we have that here. We can see, what was that, about 150,000 people somewhere on there, somewhere between 50,000, 70,000. I, I don't remember the exact numbers, but in the in the large thousands, if we, if we really break this down about amount of people that are trafficked um what we really need to do again is take the money that is being spent on incarcerating consenting adults investigating and con consenting adults being able to take away sesta fosta which was back page which allowed consenting adults to upload their images on online and bring in clients and I'll, I'll take that money and send it towards saving actual victims of, of sex trafficking. So the Biden administration, unfortunately, made 
taking or they did something about uh, child sex trafficking, made it not a non-priority. And I thought that was absolutely disgusting. I, I saw a sound of freedom that, that just was absolutely heartbreaking. Um, I think that we need to strengthen our borders. Absolutely. Um, I, I think that we need to really, really focus and get our get our asses out of Ukraine. Stop sending so much money to Ukraine and focus directly on saving those children. All right. And Dumpling, it's your go. Uh, so real, <clears throat> hold up, hold up. What was the question again? So the question was, uh, do you believe that the sex worker black market that's been created um, contributes to child trafficking in the United States? See, I, I asked to, to restate the question because it is so patently obvious that, I mean, we're literally talking to somebody right now who I can pretty much guarantee was in some way, shape or form groomed for sex work. When she's saying I was getting dicked down almost the day of my birthday, and she says, what do you think I was doing two days before that? Well, that means we're talking to a grooming victim right here. And she is part of the legal sex industry, who was very much obviously groomed as a minor. And that is a horrible fucking thing. That is a tragic, horrible, horrible thing. And... It's not my place to lecture you on how terrible that is, but it is my place to state that how constant it is. Uh, again, I, I hate to keep you reusing the OnlyFans girls as an obvious thing, but it's the one that I think most of your audience has as a cultural touchstone. How many of those girls open up their OnlyFans on damn near their 18th birthday? Now, if they know to open them up on their 18th birthday, that means in some way, shape, or form, they were being, if not openly, corporately groomed. They're being told as 16, 15, 18, or probably 17-year-old girls, you will make a fortune if you're getting digged down. So it, 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 even when you have this legalized framework, you are still planting the seed. And you say, you know what, you're right. When you're 18, you're a woman. Although I do 100% agree with you on the whole 21 or older is the actual adult age rather than this bullshit 18. Fucking 18 year olds aren't adults. And anybody who tells you that is an idiot. But when you have this, this 18 year old and uh, yeah, they were being groomed for years beforehand. They were being set up for it right out the starting gate. And everybody here knows it. Everybody here knows it. That's why you have the teen porn, teen porn, teen porn. They wouldn't have been able to be a teen porn if they hadn't been introduced to a way younger than that. So it, it's not a question of whether or not uh, children are being trafficked into it. There, there are the physical children, of course, who are 100% being trafficked into it. But there are children who are being culturally trafficked into the sex industry, just like our uh, friend here, Delta Hill. That's all I have to say about that. All right, Delta. I assume you're going to want to respond to that one. No, actually, I appreciate you bringing that up because, yes, a lot of it, um, a lot of it does have to do with grooming. When you grow up and you go online and you go on these websites, and from as, as soon as you go on these websites, I don't care if you're 12, 13, 14 years old, you are sexualized. So that a lot of this revolves around the sexualization of girls and women in general. But um, 
what what should be happening is if if we know this as a as a nation as as a culture if we know that the people that are joining these websites are getting into sex work as a survival reason or for whatever reason we should be showing them empathy we shouldn't be degrading them as humans and dehumanizing them which is most of what happens online to these women it's 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 quite disgusting how how sex workers are treated even though deep down under these men know exactly why these women are partaking in this now i partake in this now as a consenting adult for therapeutic reasons because now i have control over my bodily anatomy i am a well to, to be specific i'm a dominatrix so i'm sure you could break down I'm, I'm, i don't know your name exactly and i'm i'm sorry about that um i'm sure you could break down why exactly i chose domination um it's about have getting gaining my control back to myself. Now I could quit. I can I can call off sex any day I want, but now I'm happily married. I'm a mother. You know what it comes down to is parents need to monitor their their children. They need to monitor the websites they go on. First of all, they shouldn't be letting their kids online. Number one. Number two, they need to make sure that the people that they bring their children around are safe people, um, because you know most of it happens within you know, somebody that a child knows. And if you do encounter somebody who is doing it for survival purposes, whether you know that or not, show empathy to them. Do not dehumanize them as if you're better than them because they chose this profession. If they if they choose to do this, they're choosing to do this for survival purposes. And when they move on to a new career, they should be comfortable moving on to that new career. They shouldn't be moving on to a new career thinking, is my manager going to sexualize me in some way because I was groomed at some point in my life? Should, you know, is, are my, are my coworkers going to find my porn and, and, and wait for me in the, in the, in the, in the parking lot and rape me or something like that? You know, we need to show empathy to these women. The best way to show empathy to them is first of all, go online and at any time you see somebody that is dehumanizing them, make sure to remind them where they might've come from. And this is not everybody. Not everybody has been victimized. And that's something that I really want people to understand. Not every, this is anecdotal. This is my situation. Not everybody has been victimized in some way, shape or form. Some people just want to get into it because they want to get into it. And that's that's a big myth that that all of these women are, are victims of something. They're simply, that's simply not true. Um, but if they have been and you, and you just don't know, you, you should show empathy towards them and compassion instead of simply dehumanizing them. Um, that, that's, that's honestly what it comes down to is what, when you, when you go online and you see all these comments and you see how, how they're treated at work and you see how they're treated by their family and you see how they're they're treated by everybody. It's, it's straight dehumanization and instead of compassion. And that's, that's one thing that I really don't understand is if you want these women to get better, if you want them to move on with their lives, if you want them to find a better job, then raise them up, make them feel better about themselves, make them feel like they can move on. This is actually a part of the book that I'm writing now. It's called, that's why it's called No Horse for Hire. You know, when you think about actors who have, who have partaken in fake sex acts for Hollywood, are they considered sex workers? Can they move on to another an, another um, movie and not be called a sex worker or a whore and you know or, or whatever? You know what I mean? It, that that's just really what it comes down to. What is porn? Is is, is fake sex acts in Hollywood porn? Like we re, we really need to define exactly what that is too as well. All right, and Dumpling, would you like to respond? Absolutely. So first off, yes, one hundred ten percent. Sex acts 
if uh, I'm watching Char uh, Charlize Theron or what have you, uh, getting whatever, she got her titties hanging out, she's bouncing around, whatever, that's porn. There are entire websites dedicated to showcasing Hollywood celebrity porn. It's all porn. If, if we're seeing somebody who's just have to be super famous and rich, doing porn, just with more plot, still porn. But I want you to consider the sheer staggering amount of a cultural shift and cultural, societal, what have you, shift that is required to accommodate what is fundamentally an incredibly destructive industry. You want people to reshape pretty much all of their ideas. In some cases, human nature, you could almost argue, in order to accommodate an industry that frequently ruins, exploits, and destroys people. That's what you're asking. And I understand why you're asking for it. I'm with you in that humanizing people, being compassionate to people, always better. Always better. But you're saying we want millions of people, billions of people across the world to change how they think, to accommodate an industry that once again fucking ruins people all the time, that is almost by its nature inherently exploitative and destructive and violent and cruel and demeaning. So, yeah, it's, I, I, I it is, it, I, I, I gotta say, I, to require that kind of societal shift the planet over in order to accommodate this one industry that ruins people just seems, it's a bridge too far. It's a bridge to, it's better to do all you can to minimize its influence, its impact, its reach to almost like you do with the government, take the fangs out, do all you can to minimize it rather than expand it and then hope people become better people because they're not gonna, people are always gonna just be shitty people. All right, so this might be the final question. We'll see how we are doing on time after this, but... Um, do you believe now we're going to subtract, you know, illegal activities such as anything with minors or animals or people who can't consent. Um, but do you think that there should be a limit on sex workers? Like, do you think there should be certain things that are banned, whether it be, um, like a certain genre or certain types of things that should be, even though it's legal, do you think it should be frowned upon within the industry of, of i.e. self-mutilation. Yeah, self-mutilation or like rape fantasies, stuff like that. Do you think stuff like that should be internally or externally banned, whether it's uh, internally regulated against or legislatively regulated against? And we'll go back to Dumpling on this one. So I think this almost goes back to a point that Delta was making earlier, how if you tabooify something, then you just, uh, you know, like the Streisand effect. You're like, yeah, green dudes fucking orange chicks. So, oh my God, can't have that. And so now you just have this spate of green dudes fucking orange chicks illegally or what have you. My point is, is that when you try to introduce things like that, you end up defeating the purpose of doing so. You end up creating the allure because sexuality almost by its uh, nature uh, invites danger, invites excess, invites... Uh, engaging and interacting with pleasures that you don't normally have access to. Uh, <clears throat> so I, 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 when you talk about 
frowning upon while they already do that. Like, for example, I believe a lot of the industry, I could be wrong about this, but uh, I believe like a lot of the industry tends to frown on cream pies because they have a tendency to spread disease. I could be wrong about this, but I believe I've read something about that a while ago. Uh, but on the whole, yeah, it, it doesn't work to frown on it. It has to be something that has to be strictly illegalized. Uh, for example, bestiality. I mean, how many chicks that you hear out popping out of the woodwork that fuck dogs and film it? Uh, it's illegal as hell. People still do it. Uh, but the only way to make sure it doesn't become widespread is to just straight up make that shit illegal. And I'm not even getting the, the little people, not not the little people, but the actual little people. Fuck, there's no way to say it. Yeah, we're not getting to the kids thing because that's just so obvious and just gross. But uh, you have to illegalize these taboos in order to prevent them spreading in any way shape or form and even then uh the the child stuff is fucking everywhere too uh every other week you hear about some massive bust so the the best thing you can do is to make these things illegal rather than try to rely on the good graces of industry people who are more than happy to you know piss in someone's face for a buck it's just not happening in that regard all right, Delta, you're on bet. Okay, so when it comes down to it, there's a lot that needs to be frowned upon. <laughs> um, I am definitely with him on that. Uh, there's a lot that needs to be frowned upon, especially the racism in this um, in the in the porn industry and and especially the sex work industry. There is there are there are Jewish sex workers that ask you know that get asked to be you know uh, to role play as you know as as somebody in a con in a concentration as eh, in a concentration camp with you know the the client who wants to role play as a Nazi you know there's and and then there's stuff out there called blacked and and ghetto gaggers and stuff like that so obviously that that should be absolutely frowned upon and and I'm, but I don't think that it should be illegal here's the thing I am not willing to to compromise my liberties and freedoms for things that I'm uncomfortable with. I, I am absolutely anti-authoritarianism, anti-communism. Like no matter how much I think that one consenting adult should not be involved doing something with another consenting adult, I don't want the government involved because I do not want the government involved in my sex life, somebody else's sex life, as long as they're consenting adults. Now, we can talk about things that we can frown upon uh, frowned upon in a way that it doesn't dehumanize the person who has who has partaken in this because again there are a lot of people who have quietly been coerced and we don't want to make we want to make sure that they can move on from that um but i do not believe that the government should be involved in any way shape or form other than the age of consent which i believe should be 21 to get into sex work and 18 for basically anything else besides voting. I think that voting should be 21 and up and maybe gestational pregnancies, but um, which are surrogacies. Uh, but other than that, no, I, I do not believe that the government should, there, more government equals equals less, less freedoms and liberties for everybody. And if I don't want the government busting in my home because they don't agree with the, the type of sexual kinks that I have, then I wouldn't want to do it to anybody else. That's just not fair to anybody. You know, it, like, let's just say, like, I was I was comfortable with having a 10 mag, but I didn't want my neighbor to have a 30 mag. So I called up the red flag laws and get their door busted down just because they have a little bit more than I do. So they're they're a little bit more kinky than I am. <laughs> That's just not fair to them. So it, it really comes down to how much government do you, how, what, what are you willing to have a gun to your face for? 
And if, if, if kink is what you're willing to have a gun to your own face for, then that's what it really comes down to. All right, Templin. All right, so, yeah. you know what, in no way, shape, form, let's, let's uh, take, as you're saying, the concentration camp uh, Jewish lady and the, uh, the Nazi white supremacist uh, sex thing, right? Now, if you take a look at it, you have actually three parties in that scenario. You have the person, who, the, the, the neo-Nazi, you've got the, the Jewish concentration camp victim, and then you have the person you are selling it to. See, it's that third person that I am concerned about insofar as, uh, well, like I was saying earlier, the commodification, the commodification of this abuse. Uh, if you want to dress up in full Nazi regalia and do horrible things to your Jewish wife, I, I do not approve, but that's none of my fucking business. However, when you want to dress that up and sell that on the open market, well, then we have to... Uh, we have to consider the implications of that. What you do in your bedroom, no problem. Knock yourself out, have all the fun in the world. Peg all the dudes, eat all the penis, whatever it is you want to do. But we have to recognize there are social, societal consequences when you can demean Jewish women for money. All right? That's fucking terrible. Demeaning women in general for money, that's fucking terrible. And we can tell each other, well, I'm not going to king shame you, and that's fine. But, you know, it's not just the king shaming. It's the cash option. The cash option. Where it's not just the kink that you're experiencing, it's the kink that you're distributing. It's that cultural you're reinforcing with that violence, with that uh, how do I, dehumanization. So I agree with you, Delta, that what you do with your partner, your group of partners, whether I approve or not, doesn't mean a fucking thing. But when you sell that shit, suddenly we have to ask ourselves, who's going to be harmed by the distribution of this product? Because that is a question for society, not just the rando getting dicked in the ass. All right. Uh, Delta, we'll throw it back to you. No, actually, I think that was I think that was a great rebuttal, and I think that that's a great way to um, to help understand uh, one point that was brought up actually on on Timcast. Uh, he said it's legal to say whatever you want in public, but you can't just um, you know go on, go on a sidewalk and hold up a picture of porn or a video of porn, and that's essentially what the internet is. So I guess there really are uh, questions that need to be asked of you know, whether or not the internet is the public sidewalk or if it's, you know, outer space or, <laughs> or the middle of the ocean where it's a completely lawless place. And that's something that needs to be definitely addressed. Um, and you're right, when the person that is buying it, like they are consuming the, the desire of dehumanization. And I think that that's terrible. And I think that that definitely is, again, something that needs to be addressed. And that's why we go out and this is why we have these conversations. We hope that people are, are aware of this and people that do partake in sex work stop doing these things. And they realize the, the moral and societal implications of making this kind of content, no matter how much money it's going to make them, which is not going to be that much. So if you are watching this, I'm going to tell you right now, porn is, it pays in exposure. It pays in exposure. It does not pay you a lot of money. You will not get rich off of doing porn. And I promise you this right now, you will not. 
it, I mean, if you want to be famous for doing porn, do it if, if, if you would like. But I highly recommend you do not do anything that's unethical, that is racist, that is sexist, that's that's anti-Semitic, that's anything like that. Of course, because just just as he said that there are societal implications to this that uh, I definitely think need to change. And again, I don't think this is something that government can fix. I feel like this is something that society needs to fix. And I don't think that government will ever have as much control over the internet as we want them to. And the more that we see that people are viewing these things, the more that we can understand what's wrong with society. So, and and, and that's no, like, I'm not con condoning anything illegal at all whatsoever. So the things that are legal, at least we can see what, what kind of things that, what is, what is wrong with society. It's just like, we don't ban free speech because we want to hear what the people on the opposing have to say. If we silence them and we put them in the shadows and we blacklist them, then we're never going to know that these people even exist. And that's 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 that can sometimes be even worse. But go ahead. If he has a rebuttal, that's okay. May I make a brief response? Uh, yeah, we'll do a brief response and then we'll go into the lightning round. Uh, you got it. All right. So uh, on a fundamental level, I agree with you. The illegalization, the government control, uh, I, I feel it almost has to be like an all or nothing thing. Because if you do it piecemeal, it's not going to work. It's just not. Uh, so, like you're saying, the, the I despise the idea of what we are having to discuss right now because people go too fucking far. They do terrible things to other human beings. And so we find ourselves weighing the cost because... The right to express yourself is so precious. But then, like we were saying, like I was saying earlier, it's like, uh, you know, uh, who gets to decide what porn I get to look at, what have you? Who, who the hell are you to decide that for me? But then, as I was mentioning a moment ago, there are such massive societal ramifications to what we're talking about. It becomes almost impossible to ignore. So that's the only point I really wanted to clarify as far as that goes. Well, thank you for it. All right. So... Uh, we're going to do a quick lightning round, which means that we're going to do one final question, and it'll be 60 seconds to each person. Um, the final question being because you both agreed that uh, you think 21 should be uh, kind of an entry point into accessing porn. Um, if someone under the age of 21, so let's say the legislation passes, 21 is now the minimum age to access pornography online. If someone accesses that pornography under the age of 21, who should anyone be held liable? Number one. And number two, who do you think it should be? Should it be the parents? Should it be the internet service provider? Should it be the uh, production company that provides the content? And we will throw it to uh, Delta to finish it off. And then we'll have uh, dumpling with the uh, final response. Well, we can start this off with, um, you know, like with, with, Twitter. Well, let's say uh, this happens on Twitter because I, I am I am foreseeing a lawsuit in the future for Twitter just because of what's going on right now. Um, I think that the first thing that should happen is they should be issued a warning because not everybody knows that this site is not 18 plus. When it comes to a site that is 18 plus, I think that the people that should be held responsible, number one, are the site owners that didn't censor it enough because 
absolutely there should be no nudity accessible until somebody uploads their ID because you can't even broadcast until you upload your ID. If let's say I'm on camera and I have my husband behind me or my wife behind me or whatever, they immediately shut it down. So if they're that, if if they're that, uh, serious about shutting things down and they're that quick about it. I know they can be that quick about people accessing it. Um, when it comes down to it, uh, sex workers need resources. Uh, they, they, they need resources to be able to reach out and make sure that they're being mentored and not doing things that are unethical. These, these, these people that if you open a website, exactly the All right. And dumpling final response. Yeah, so as far as that goes, the people who manufacture the content and actually offer it up for distribution, they should be held responsible more than anybody else. Uh, It is pretty easy to keep your content, for the most part, blocked. If somebody goes to extreme uh, levels to get past it, well, there's not much you can do about that. But on the whole, if somebody is accessing your content on your site, which is how it should almost always be, then you have means to filter who gets access to it. So it should almost always fall on the uh, content creator website uh, offer, what have you, like uh, Pornhub or Bang Bros or whatever you want to call it. Uh, But after that, it should be illegal if we're saying a 21 minimum uh, for teens who are caught having having it, having in possession of it, that sort of thing. Uh, Because again, if you don't have that kind of two-pronged approach, then... You create a kind of a responsibility without authority situation, you know, like Starship Troopers. So, yeah, I, I think that the teen who secures access to it and uh, the person who makes it easy enough to access should both be held liable for it. All righty. So we're going to close out with... Uh... I appreciate both of you coming on the show. It was uh, it's an interesting conversation. Uh, both sides had a lot of, a lot of points they both made, um, and it's not easy coming up here and arguing in favor or against anything. Um, as someone who has done it before, um, it's 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 not easy. So I do appreciate you both taking time out of your busy days to do it, and uh, <clears throat> being willing to you know lay it on the line and have your opinions heard, and you know. Really, at the end of the day, the real winners are everyone who listens to this and can gain, you know, a little bit of knowledge or a little bit of perspective from this. So um, if you want, go follow both of them on Twitter. Their handles are down there in the bottoms. Yeah. And um, go give them a follow. And uh, after this show, uh, we're going to do a poll who you think won on Twitter. Uh, So go find me on the tweeters right there. Libertarian underscore not, and we'll uh, we'll do it. But uh, Delta Hill Dumpling, I appreciate the hell out of both of you coming on tonight, and uh, it's been a lot of fun. Thank it you. Was wonderful being here. Thank you so much. Vote for Delta. Vote for Delta. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> She's way more educated about the situation than I am. I feel like an asshole if I won anyway. So vote for Delta.com. <laughs> <laughs> And you know what, you, you really guys. out a lot. You really did. Like you really did open my mind to some things that I'm that I'm glad that I that I was um that I that I was able to hear. So I, I really do appreciate your input. I'm literally blushing right now because Chris is so handsome. But thank you for your comments as well. It's very kind of you. I, I do appreciate those too. <laughs> All right. So uh speaking of winners, we have to announce who won the trivia question. Uh so for those who might not have been here, um I asked uh, who? Oh, so how many U.S. presidents have been assassinated uh, throughout our history? 
And the correct answer, which is the only answer, is from the Minnesota Black Robe Regiment, which is the right answer is probably not enough. That is always correct. <laughs> uh, all of them is the correct response I would like. But hey, you know, uh, I don't. You don't always get what you want, so uh, we'll, we'll go with that. But if if you take anything away from tonight. Um, is that we're all victims of sexual assault because when you open up your paycheck and you see the government took 30% for no fucking reason, we've all been raped. So with that, ladies, gentlemen, <laughs> and uh, my starving potato farmers, I hope you have a great night and uh, we'll catch you on the flip side. Bye, everyone. Great. Bye, guys.